Hi friends, I'm Veronica, and this is All of the Things Podcast, where we are going to be discussing, you guessed it, all of the things on a mission to deepen our relationship with ourselves, finding our own individual truths and our own individual paths, and the courage and freedom to walk that. Thank you for joining me, and let's go. Hello friends, welcome back. So excited to have you here with me again. I'm pumped to jump into today's topic. I had a different idea, which is a common theme where I have one idea and then something comes up and I just feel like this is the thing that I need to speak on. So I'm going to jump in. Yesterday in my Instagram stories, if for some reason you have found my podcast and you don't already know me or my Instagram, it's at Veronica Lee Drayton. And so sometimes after I do a meditation and I get like a really powerful download or uh, have a really powerful experience or get inspired in some way, I like to jump on and share it sort of fresh out of the meditation. And yesterday I thought was a really, really juicy, good one. And so much so that I thought, why don't I turn this into a whole podcast? Because I really felt like it, it hit home for me. And it was something that I really feel like I wanted to dive a little bit further into. And so in short, I guess the I, the topic is sort of around not becoming your feelings or not letting your feelings run the show. So I was meditating. I was having just like a really weird, it wasn't even a weird day, just sort of like I was feeling very anxious all of a sudden, like kind of almost like claustrophobic. And so luckily my mom is still here and she was able to watch Noah while I just ducked off to do what I thought was going to be a quick meditation. Uh, I just knew I needed to get some breath. And in that meditation, something really amazing came out of it. A quick segue here. What originally was going to be the topic of the day was basically around the idea that, you know, if you think or have said in the past that you can't meditate because you can't, you know, slow down your thoughts or you can't zone out, whatever it is, that you're way off track because that is the whole point. The whole point of meditation is to observe your thoughts and to work with them and to come into better relationship with them, et cetera, et cetera. It's like saying, I can't work out because I sweat when I work out. It's like, well, that's that you're doing it right. You can't, you know, you have to be sweating to be working out. You have to have thoughts when you're meditating. Of course, over long term, you can come to a place where those thoughts are quieter and less intense, but that's a whole other podcast for a different day. I just wanted to jump in there. So just to say that this is why it's, I get all these really good insights out of my meditation because there is actually thought happening. So I'm sitting in meditation and I use a mantra when I meditate to sort of keep me focused. And then, you know, my thoughts shift around and I kind of come back and forth through this, this mantra. And when I meditate too, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but I feel like I get this sort of call answer situation. There is my, whatever you want to call it, ego mind or my anxious mind or my monkey mind, very different variations that runs the show seemingly most of the time with all of its frantic, uh, front information and then there is this different source of information that I would consider more like my soul my spirit and that speaks quieter less frantically much more calm much more like a friend 
versus like a frenemy. And often during my meditations or often even in journaling, I find that there is this sort of call answer that seems to come out naturally. And so in meditation, I'm sitting there and I'm meditating and I just had this thought, this sort of, of just like, I just feel like I'm failing. I feel like I am failing. To which the response sort of came at what? And at everything, I thought. I feel like I'm failing at everything. And so the response to that, the response from my inner voice was just, so stop feeling that way. So simplistic. And when I say I have these kind of call answers, it's as simple as that. I understand the deeper meaning beneath that without there having to be the explanation, but I'm going to kind of explain it to you in case that just seems too simple to stop feeling that way. See, the thing is, there was no evidence. There is no evidence. And I didn't have to go through an, an inventory. I knew instinctively and, and, and authentically that there was no evidence in my life. I am a good mom and a good partner and a good friend and a good person in general. I think I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagine, but I don't think anyone is. And I have done a lot of work to come to a peace in my life and to be very proud of the things that I do. So there was no, I mean, you can measure yourself up. And what I think often happens is I measure myself up against the illusion of other people's lives, success, etc. And then you can feel like you're failing against that. But the reality of what my barometer for success, I suppose, I was meeting those things, again, maybe not perfectly and maybe not consistently all of the time, but I'm human and I don't have that expectation for myself. So the only reason I felt like I was failing was because I was feeling that way, because I was leaning into that feeling. And I'm sure you've heard it before, you know, feelings or emotions, one and the same. Emotion is sort of in motion. So they're they're meant to come up, be felt, and be used as a tool for exploration. So your feelings are invitations to explore and make changes and and tweak and shift and pivot. They're not meant to sit in. They're not meant to, uh, you know, hunker down and all of a sudden live in that feeling. And so sometimes it truly is just as simple as saying, oh, I'm not going to feel this way anymore. And it's really hard because we have become so accustomed and attuned to becoming our feelings and we identify so strongly with them. We feel such a need to validate them and to get external validation of our feelings. So we, we, are, we, we go out looking for external validation that we are failures or that we are, you know, that to, to validate our fears and our insecurities, our sadness, whatever it is. I mean, we do the th- same thing when we're joyous, of course, but that is a lot more easily done. And those feelings, because we're not so weirdly attached to them, they actually act as they should and they remain in flow and in motion. So it is sometimes just as simple as deciding to stop feeling that way which means that when that thought comes up again, you just put it back down. That thought attached to the feeling, one in the same really, you put it back down you say, nope, not for me, not true. I actually know 
that that's not true. So I'm going to actively choose to feel differently. And then you can dig up any resources that you need. For example, you can think of ways that you are not failing at being whatever it is that you think you're failing at. Or maybe there is an area where you can justify it and say, yeah, I'm not doing my best there. So what can I do to be better rather than, again, just sitting in that feeling of I'm a failure? And then that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because, again, we go out into the world looking to validate our feelings. I think feelings are very important. I think it's important to hear other people's feelings, to acknowledge them, and to hear and acknowledge your own feelings. So it's not to be dismissive of it. It's not to be dismissive and say, I feel like I'm failing. Oh, that's stupid. Dismiss it. I took the time to check in and say, well, well, what am I failing at? Where is the evidence there? Oh, there isn't any. Okay, so then I'm going to stop feeling that way. Just quit it. Yeah? The next thing that kind of came up for me was I feel scared. I feel scared right now. I feel like everything is out of my control. And I mean, understandably so. We're living this crazy climate with tons and tons of uncertainties. There seems to be so much divisiveness and so much just chaos in the world. And I mean, that's just on a global level. Obviously, we all have personal stuff going on. There's a lot of personal stuff going on in my life that I feel like I don't have control over. And then the response to that is that fear is a waste of time. And what I said in my stories yesterday, I mean, I don't want to negate any specific fears and like, you know, I I think that fear is, again, a very valuable feeling, a very valuable tool that we can use to assess parts of our lives. And if, you know, if something is actually dangerous, then we have to do something about it. But I think the fear that most of us live in is hypothetical. It is uh, exaggerated and it is, it, it is just not helpful. It's a waste of time. As, as my response came to me. Like, how is fear serving you? Once you've used it to assess any actual danger, then, I mean, then you have to start making some shifts rather than becoming fearful, like literally becoming, as in like you're taking that on. And sometimes it's not easy. Like there are so many things that I can't just go and take power into. I can't just stop coronavirus, for example. Uh, But what I can do then is choose to put it back down every time it comes up again. Put it back down because I have decided there's nothing more I can do here for right now. So I might not have any idea of how I can step into my power in this circumstance, but I do know that I also don't want to step into the fear. So I'm just going to sort of become neutral in this situation. And at least the neutrality gives me an opportunity to find my power. When you are shoving yourself into that dark corner of fear, there's no room for you to see the light when it all of a sudden becomes available to you. So those are the two things that I experienced yesterday, those two sort of feelings. I mean, we have so many other experiences in our life, again, like sadness or often when we are in relationships, whether they're work relationships, familiar relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, whatever. And, you know, so often we say this person makes me feel or this situation makes me feel or I feel like this in this situation with this person, whatever it is, your feelings, again, are not 
traps. They're not um, things that you don't have control over. I know a lot of times you can feel out of control with your feelings. Anger. I mean, they are, again, emotion. They bubble up and they can become a life force in and of themselves. But let them move through you. Let them move through you. It's only when we hold on to them and we need, again, we need to validate them. And so we, we, we need them to stay so that we can hold on to them for proof and we go and gather all of this evidence rather than just being like, I'm fucking pissed off right now or I'm sad or I feel like a failure or I'm scared. And this is just a feeling that I'm in right now, but I'm gonna have that feeling and then I'm gonna use it again as a tool for exploration, an invitation to look at areas of my life that are making me feel that way and where can I move, where can I pivot, where can I make some changes? And again, if I can't, then I'm going to find, to the best of my ability, a space of neutrality. I was telling a friend the other day that one of the things, the tools that I do is that I have two kind of visualizations that I do. When I find myself in caught up in that sort of hamster wheel of either thinking, picking up an old narrative or just, you know, stuck in a feeling uh, thought cycle. I do one of two things. One, if it's a very, very old narrative and I know that that is not my story anymore, I literally imagine myself shutting a book and putting it back on a shelf. As in like choosing, like I am not, I'm choosing not to read into this. I'm choosing not to read the story anymore. I'm choosing not to buy into this anymore. I recognize this is like an old story and I'm gonna put it back on the shelf because it does not interest me to participate in this anymore. The second thing that I do sometimes is I, when I can feel myself holding on to something so tightly that I know isn't serving me and I want to move it through me, I picture myself holding on to it and letting it kind of go through my fingers like sand. So fear, this feeling of failure, uh, anger, sadness, whatever it is. I see myself holding on to it and letting it go through my fingers like sand. And I find those are two really good actionable things that we can do to start making changes in our very already um, set mind pattern ways. Because as I mentioned before, you know, once you get to a certain age in your life, so much of your thinking and so much of your mind patterns are set like we fix them like because your brain is amazing and it's an amazing tool and it can do so many things but it's also very practical and it likes to set up patterns and it likes to have things that they can tick boxes and say oh this is how this goes and this is how this goes and it doesn't often like to change those patterns after they are set in stone and so we have all these old stories that we tell ourselves we have all these biases conscious and unconscious biases we have all this ancestral information that gets placed into our sometimes through our dna other times just through learned behavior that creates these patterns for us and so we have to use things like meditation and journaling to explore what is actually going on because so much of that chatter, like I said, I didn't actually realize that I was having those feelings. I mean, like I was having them and I kind of understood, like, you know, I kind of, I felt them. I felt like a, a general 
downer vibe, but I didn't fully, wasn't able to fully pick them up as failure and fear in that moment. I just felt agitated and frustrated. And so having the ability to go in and actually see that or being able to work with your mind so often so that when I'm out and about and that comes up, for example, today I was thinking about something and I was thinking about podcasting and I was thinking about how I want to start getting guests on and I saw someone who I follow and I've been following for a long time post about a new podcast that she started and she's already recorded however many podcasts and however many guests and organized to have some editor, whatever, a whole thing, right? And I caught myself going, oh, well, she can do that because she has more money and she has more experience and she has more of a following and, 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 and I was able to catch that thought because I'm doing the work on a regular basis to be an observer of my mind, to watch my thoughts, to sit in meditation or journal, to actually see these many, 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 many thoughts, these, this, this ongoing narrative that we don't even understand is running the show. And I was able to go, ah, uh-uh. I'm calling BS on that. Cause you don't fucking know this girl. Like you don't know her, know her. And I mean, we know it. My beautiful coach, Erica Kramer from the queen of confidence. She posted on her Instagram the other day, something like, akin to like, you don't, you don't know people's lives from like the 47 seconds or something that you see on Instagram stories. And that's exactly right. And I mean, we know this at this stage that we're getting snapshots and we're getting uh, a very curated look, even in the most authentic versions of Instagram where people are open and sharing, they're still allowed to hold cards to their chest because they don't owe you their whole life. And so I don't know what this, and I mean, even if all of those things that I thought were true, so what? So what? But I caught myself using that kind of narrative as a excuse, I guess, or again, as some sort of validation for my feelings of inadequacy. And I'm not here for that anymore, to be quite honest, just not here for it. It's really about the ability to take ownership. And I think this is where a lot of people don't want this kind of information, to be completely honest. Had to take a sip of water, have a bit of a dry throat this week. Um, Or when it comes to feelings, they don't want to hear that they're somehow in control of their feelings. They don't want to know that they can do something about it because it's so much easier to say this situation or this person or you know whatever is making me feel this way and i don't have control over my feelings no one actually you know what i'm gonna step back a little bit and say i don't expect you or i'm not even telling you that you can have control over your feelings but what you can do is you can just let them go let them have their moment let them move through you, let them do their thing. Because we don't do, again, we don't do the same thing with joy. We don't so fiercely hold on to it. We should. I mean, imagine what your life would look like if you went out with the same furious determination to validate your joy that we do to validate our fears and our sadness and our suffering and our inadequacy. Imagine what our lives would look like. 
I don't want to even just imagine what my life would look like if I did that. I'm going to go find the fuck out what my life would look like if I actively look to validate my joy, look to validate my sense of pride in myself, look to validate my belief that I am worthy. If I went out actively looking for examples of that, truly went out looking for that, not like sneaky went out looking for that. But then I was like, oh, and look, I found all these examples of how that's not true. Because that is kind of sneaky. I found that in my experience through personal development, there was a lot of time where I used knowing better to almost give myself a backhanded compliment. That's a whole other thing. So I'm going to leave it there because I I want this to to just be what it is. The idea that anyone that's listening to this is going to start taking inventory of where they are living in their feelings, where they are sitting way too fucking long in a feeling that should have been gone, that should have been over, that should have been done with, felt and moved on. And then if you really, really want to pursue a feeling, pursue joy. Pursue pleasure, pursue pride, pursue peace for the love of God. Let's pursue peace. Yeah. Let's look for places in our life that we feel safe. You know, your mind is going to do exactly that. It likes to have repetition. It likes to have uh, information that backs itself. But you have to actively push it in a direction to go seeking that out because we are conditioned in a way to look for danger. So there you go, my beautiful friends. I've got a cough so bad, so I'm going to end this. I love you. Have a beautiful day and go look for the joy.